Welcome back, nerds, to the Game of Nerds podcast, where there's no shame in having an unhealthy obsession with a fandom. I'm your host, Shannon, and on today's episode, we're talking all about superheroes. Joining me today is Eric Loesch, writer of the young adult science fiction novel, The Tower Blue, and all-around fan of storytelling. How are you doing today? Doing very well. Thank you for having me on. I, oh, my uh, goodness. Very excited. I am so excited to talk to you about books because uh, I am a nanny in my career day. I have read a lot of young adult science fiction books from Harry Potter to like Hunger Games. You've named it. Please give me something new to read because all the things my kids, my nanny kids have been recommending have been crap. So Mm -hmm. please tell me about your book. Well, so I don't know what they've been recommending, um, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my book is more of a, it's like a coming of age story. Um, if you are familiar with the author Roald Dahl. Yeah. You know, he, he wrote like Matilda and mm-hmm. uh, James and the Giant Peach, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Uh, so it draws a lot of inspiration from from him and like those, those novels. And uh, the story is about this boy who his family life is like not so good and uh, kind of has like no purpose, looking for his purpose, decides to run away from home. But the night that he runs away from home, he kind of steals everything inside his house and builds it into this giant tower. And that's the the namesake of the book, the Tower of Blue. Um, Uh And he kind of, it's like in a shopping cart and he just kind of pushes it along with him, like wherever he goes, like on his journey. You know, as as the book goes on, it becomes more like fantastical. Like he meets characters and goes to like different locations and each one becomes a little more magical and it kind of coincides with his own mind and how he's kind of growing and coming to terms with certain things that happened in his past with his family you know as he's coming to terms with that stuff the world that he's in is kind of changing so it's a very surrealist kind of book very metaphorical but it really is uh i think good for kids in middle school or high school that kind of age age range who are kind of trying to discover themselves, find out who they are, find out what, what they're about. I love yeah. it. Now, did, have you released it yet? Pre-order? Yeah, it, it, it's, it came out in uh, 2019, in January of 2019. Ooh. Yeah, so it's been out for a couple years. How long did it take you to write this masterpiece? Oh, <laughs> you're, you're very kind. Oh, gosh. Uh, like, I'm like kind of embarrassed to say. Well, let me preface it with saying it's the first thing I've ever like completed like from start to finish so I came up with the idea when I was like 21 2021 something like that and it took me I I didn't complete it until the year 2019 so that that was like around eight or nine years of but it wasn't eight eight or nine years of consistently working on it so it's like I had the idea and then I was kind of not so sure about it. I, you know, I'd write a thing down here and there. And then as the years went on, I just kind of got more, more into it and more. It grew and grew and grew. It just grew and grew. And I'm kind of thankful that it took that long because I kind of grew as the story grew and, and the character in the book also grows up. So it's like, I feel like I was able to write a better ending, a more mature ending, I guess you could say, because I was a little more, maybe not mature. I was more, I was older. Um, so, you had more experience. You had yeah. gained, you. Uh, I think also as adults, we've gained more language. We learn mm-hmm. more words. We have the way to describe those emotions that when we were younger, we just thought were anger or frustration. They're so much more complex. Um, you can mm-hmm. kind of give characters and even places a more vivid description. Totally, yeah. And uh, that was my goal in fact with the end of the book because you know the character when he's so young he has misplaced anger or feelings that he doesn't quite understand and it's not until he reaches sort of the end of the journey that he's able to understand it a little more and think about it with a more like adult brain which I was able to as well and you know most people are as they get older so in that sense it really did help me write a more satisfying ending because the character was able to think about these feelings in a more complex way. Yeah. Which kind of brings us on to the superhero kind of tangent that this episode's about. Mm -hmm. Because superheroes really kind of have base not only on powers, but they have to deal with a lot of complex emotions, a lot of complex situations that us normal people really 
would never have to encounter. But mm. before we dig into this conversation about superheroes, I want to talk about what has been taking your money. What have you been obsessing about that is not... It doesn't have to be superhero-related. It could be mm-hmm. superhero-related. What, what's been taking your money? Taking my money? Uh, you mean in terms of my attention? Like what I've been watching? Yeah, or? your atten- Like what have you been <laughs> watching? Um, some people say they've been spending... Like as my husband would say, we spend a lot of money in our Funko. Mm. That's what's taking our money. Mm. Um, but we also like... We have been watching the Hotel Transylvania series mm. on repeat nonstop because of our daughter. She recently has gotten into Monsters Halloween. She's a Halloween baby. Nice. Literally the first year of her life, that first month of October, we sing, this is Marvali. She loves Halloween. <laughs> That's awesome. And now it comes back to bite us in the butt because we've listened to that song probably on repeat oh, at least five times a day. But Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Hotel Transylvania is the new one. Blah, blah, blah is her version of Dracula. Um, if you ask her what a vampire says, it's blah, blah, blah. It's adorable. Um, but yeah, that's what we've been mm-hmm. obsessing about. What have What have you been obsessing about? Um, I just recently finished watching, it's not technically superhero, but the character does take on a superhero persona. I just started, or I, I just finished the show Barry. Have you ever yeah. seen Barry? Yeah. We covered so, it, yeah. Yeah, so I know it's it was it's been out for like a couple of years already, but I you know I'm very slow to catch up on things. Hey, we all are now at this point, kind of watching older things yeah. while the new stuff starts to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, that show is fantastic because you know he he kind of has like a superhero persona, sort of. He like gets in that like assassin mode, yeah, you know, and he has like a whole different persona when he's trying to like have his acting career, so. To me, that's really interesting. Like, it's like a battle between something that the character really wants out of his life and then something he's just really good at and, like, can't escape. So kind of like a superhero, it's like, you know, they have powers so that, like, they have to use the powers. They have to, you know? So they might be doing something that they don't necessarily want to do all the time, but they, like, kind of have to. And they want, they have, like, another side of their life that they want to live instead. Yeah, we were just talking about this on uh, the episode with Supergirl's Attic podcast. They were talking about Supergirl, like the she knows that she really isn't a person of Earth. Like you know, she's from another planet, but yet she feels this responsibility that she has to take care of it. And then there's just days where she's just like, I really just want to be Kara and just not have to deal with this. I just want to like Netflix and chill. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I don't want to have to deal with this. So I, I I understand that part. My question that I was going to bring up to you, hmm. because I, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. Hotel Transylvania brought a thought into my head as I walked into this podcast. Do monsters count as superheroes? Hmm. Because... Dracula and the mummy and Frankenstein are all trying to like help each other. And so I have, I have a real hard time because <laughs> we traditionally believe superheroes to be like Marvel, DC, like Wonder mm-hmm. Woman kind of mm-hmm. superheroes. But if you look at the history of superheroes, originally they thought of them as Cape Crusaders, as like Robin Hood. Uh, Odysseus was originally thought as like mm-hmm. a quote unquote superhero. You had some mm-hmm. kind of superpower. Right. So does that put monsters in that same category? Yeah, that's my discussion. <laughs> I wanted to start with you. Well, aren't they aren't they trying to create like a, a monster cinematic universe? Weren't they trying to do that at one point? They with, are with the mummy Univer- and- universal, universal is yeah. Mm-hmm. Universal is still figuring that out. There's no yeah. official word if they're actually going to go for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there for a long time that was the plan that they were going to do all of these kind of things, yeah. all those kind of mummy uh, Dracula movies. Yeah, mummy Dracula was like Bride of Frankenstein, The Invisible Man. I think was part of it as well. Yeah, I, I think, think they even of- in Swamp, uh, like the Swamp Monster or something yeah. like that was included, or the yeah, thing yeah, yeah. from the Black Lagoon. Yes. Or, you know, and that, I yep, think it was yep. along that line, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, gosh. So are they superheroes? Hmm. That's a, that's a good question. Well, what it depends what you define a superhero as. Is, is a superhero someone that just has powers, or is it someone that does good for others or i mean you have heroes that don't have superpowers like like a like a batman for example like yeah 
That's they ha- Iron Man just has money and they just, he, yeah. he made himself a superhero. Just throws money at the problem. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, it depends. I guess a superhero has some kind of power, whether it be super or not, and that they want to do something with that power. I don't know. But I mean, a mummy or like Dracula, they just kind of hang around all day. What do they, <laughs> what do yeah. they do? Right? What do they do? You know, I see, and that's where I have the problem because then my husband, God bless him, I love him to death. He goes, Then where do you put man thing? And I'm like, Fuck, dude, are you gotta be kidding me? You threw man thing in there because then you're like, Yeah, he's a superhero because now he, you know, we've got that whole aspect. So then that technically makes all the other. Other ones, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That now you see why I have to yeah. ask because my brain is confused. <laughs> Wait, who is Man Thing again? Can you refresh my Man Thing is the one that lives in the swamp. He was a scientist, and oh. then he crashed into a swamp and became Man Thing, I believe. Or is, <laughs> that, that, is that the creature from the Black Lagoon? Is that the same no, one? there's like okay. I'm gonna They're be different? honest. There's oh three things. Okay. And now I'm going to get them all confused and I'm going to get so many emails about this. So bring it on, babies. Okay. There's a creature from the Black Lagoon, man thing, and swamp thing. Yeah. There is a swamp thing. Okay. So there are three different things because one's MCU, one's DCU, and then one's actual universal. I see. So yeah, there is three different things. But then once again, are that, can we go back to the original question? Yeah. Are they superheroes or not? Oh, God, that's really tough. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say they're not superheroes. Is, okay, that, is, that, that, is that taboo? Is that is that... No, because not... I'm still not 100% sure. Like That's why I'm asking now this question. And I generally, when this podcast comes out, I want fans to you know answer this question. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think monsters and those kind of things, like, are they superheroes? Because when I was researching for this podcast, it, a lot of names that I didn't really associate with superheroes came mm-hmm. up. Like, Popeye is considered a superhero. And I'm like... Really? <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, okay, Popeye. Well, it's before because technically the definition for superhero didn't start till 1917, I guess, from mm. the universal standard of the dictionary. Mm-hmm. But they say with the Scarlet um, Pimpernel coming out as a play, that was the start of the superhero and the and the mass bandit. Robin mm. Hood shortly came in after that, mm. but. You're still, I mean, Zorro, 19 is 19, uh, 19. Yeah. And then you got Popeye at 19, um, 29. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get Super Superman or Batman until 1939. Interesting. It sounds like they were working out the kinks. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is a superhero? <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. But then we don't even get, we don't get anybody from the Marvel Universe until 1940. So you see how the progression and why I was just kind of confused of seeing how that term has changed over the years. And now how we see, you know, as a generation mm. growing up now, like what we think of superheroes. We grew up as superheroes as da-da-da-da, save the day. Mm-hmm. And now this, all this research has me thinking superheroes <laughs> in a completely different angle. Yeah, yeah. Once you dive into the literature, the whole thing changes. A hundred percent. Um yeah, I think the definition of like a superhero is it's definitely not as black and white as it used to be because you have movies uh, revolving around characters who are supposed to be bad guys, but they end up being the hero of the, of the story, the hero of that story, like um, uh, like like Suicide Squad, for example. You know, they are technically villains, but they are the heroes of their story. So. You know, is a superhero just the hero of their own story? Like, can a villain be a superhero? They're just like a bad superhero. You know, this. Yeah. Now you're asking questions that like (laughs) we're now I'm really glad I'm having this conversation with you. Maybe I should have brought in more coffee because I feel like we like I'm about to have the most sophisticated conversation ever. Go for Um, it. You came dressed impressed and you're bringing such thoughtful questions that are making my brain go. Hmm. (laughs) So I'm um, here for. <laughs> no, seriously, because 
villains, I didn't think about it in that flip side. Like, yeah, are they really just their own superheroes of their own story? And really, Batman's the villain to the Joker. The Joker just wants what he wants, and Batman's mm-hmm. getting in his way. <laughs> like, just yeah. let him rob the damn bank. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's like, um, have you seen the new the, the Joker movie with Joaquin yes. Phoenix? Yeah. Uh, did you like it? I liked it. I thought it was an interesting take. Now, see, mm-hmm. I'm a Heath Ledger, like, diehard. Mm-hmm. That's, that was my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, uh, only because my husband and I's first date was Brokeback Mountain uh, when mm-hmm. it first came out. So we're just like, Heath Ledger's our dude. Yeah. Okay? Soft, soft spot for, for soft Heath. Soft spot for Heath yeah. Ledger. Um, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was a really interesting take and a very different story. Um, yeah. It was not something we were used to. I kind of honestly was waiting for um, a Jared Leto like kind of take on it. Mm. And to not get that take, I was like, ooh, I like this way better. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was definitely unexpected. But the the point I'm trying to make or to trying to get at is um, at the end of that story, at the end of that movie, he is essentially like, you know, not, not to spoil the ending for anyone that hasn't seen it, but he is essentially like, the hero to all these people who are like surrounding him. Like he is their hero. He is like the superhero of his followers or whatever. Yeah. You know, don't necessarily agree with it. Like yeah. agree with the, the, some of the bad stuff that he did, but to, to those people, like he is their hero. So I don't know. It's the definition is of, of like what a superhero is, is definitely, it's a lot different now. I feel like than it, what it was when it first came around, you know? Yeah. He- well, you just, when you said followers, my brain automatically went to the influencer culture that we've got going on now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like a lot of people will say, oh, you're my hero to these Instagram people. Like, oh, boo. Now, once again, <laughs> coffee, you came dressed to impress, yeah. thoughts going up. Because it has changed. Like now we're talking once again about how the term superhero has really changed from when we were kids, um, me and you are very similar ages to where we could, we grew up with Saturday cartoons of mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Captain Planet, those, yes. you know, the the good stuff good that stuff. was real true what we thought grew up as superheroes. Mm-hmm. It is way different than right now, the, mm-hmm. the the time and age that I'm raising my daughter. She does know, I mean, she's named Marvel. She knows she's Captain Marvel. Of course. But she knows she's a badass bitch because <laughs> she has met Captain Marvel. I didn't have that when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was about close. Um, <laughs> the best thing that came to my life was Kimberly from Power Rangers. That oh. was to me. She was like the ultimate superhero. She was mm. a badass girl on the Power Rangers with the boys, and she was a gymnast like me. Mm-hmm. That that was like the first huge superhero that like I was like, oh, I need yeah. to be just like her. <laughs> yeah. Now you have so many. There's like a, like a superhero for everybody almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like no matter whatever race or creed or color you come from, like there's there's someone for everybody, which is which is great. But I also think that's why it's gotten like a little more. Like, what is a superhero? What is not? You know? Yeah. So. There's a fine line now of what are we determining as superheroes? And, and like, we just kind of broke it down. What really determines a superhero? Superpowers? Do you have money and you're going to throw it at it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are you just over... Are you overcoming obstacles to where another human being may think you are just a superhero for, mm-hmm. you know, overcoming cancer or having, mm-hmm. overcoming these mm-hmm. obstacles that we in our brain think, oh my God, I could not imagine being in your shoes. Yeah. Um, since we were talking about growing up and everything, what are some of the superheroes that you grew up loving and kind of idolizing? Oh boy. Well, this is this uh, another, uh, is it a superhero or not? Um, I watched a lot of He-Man. That counts. Up. Superhero, right? That counts. Okay, yes. okay, okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah. If you can count the Ninja Turtles, he <laughs> counts too. <laughs> yeah. Big He-Man fan. Um, I also watched the X- X-Men uh, animated yep. series, which we, we spoke about too. Yep. That was my um, husband's like bread and butter, he said. He goes, that's what kind of got him into Pops. As soon as they started doing the Funko X-Men, he was like, sold, we're done. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Captain I, Planet. I also watched Captain Planet. Oh. Have you seen <laughs> the meme about how uh, the kids from the Magic School Bus are now the... Yes. Were the kids from Captain Planet. Yeah, yeah. Planet. Like yeah. They, they all grew up or something like that. Yep. Yeah. That... that I, Eerily I, similar. I, 
spent a good five minutes going, oh, <laughs> crap, mind blown. Um, yeah. But it's kind of true. I My pleat, I think I said it on the 90s podcast, but like, oh, my God, if we could bring back Captain Planet, I feel like it would do the the world so much good um, yeah. to have somebody to Captain Planet, but I really cannot think of a celebrity who could don blue and a Speedo like that <laughs> and rock it mm. and make it work without like an entire generation, like yeah. giving them so much shit. So much, so much shit. Yeah. And then he had like a green, green, like mullet or something yeah, like that. It was yeah. like very square. It was and- like, uh, it reminded me of Saved by the Bell, like, uh, Zack Slater, like very yeah, like up yep. and, uh, <laughs> Bart Simpson. I was just going to say Bart Simpson. Yeah. Very Bart Simpson-esque. I don't know who could play that right now. Yeah. It, it would be the role that, like, defines their career. Yeah. It was, it was kind of how I feel about Magic School Bus when they announced the Magic School Bus reboot. I'm like, okay, who are you going to replace Miss Frizzle? Mm. Because that's Miss Frizzle. You, it's like trying to replace Bill Nye. You can't replace Bill no. Nye. You can't no, you do can't. these things. Uh, th- which, there, there's another one. I used to think Bill Nye was, like, a superhero coolest guy of science growing up because mm-hmm. it's like how could you do all these things and now i'm just like oh no he went to school with shannon yeah he studied like, yeah <laughs> but then once again as a kid growing up i thought he was a superhero mm-hmm. um oh i guess God. i guess for kids the definition of a superhero is like very simple it's like someone that they look up to or someone that they aspire to be which i guess i can go for everybody but yeah. for like a, for a kid it's just like easier so someone like like bill nye for example like a kid could look up to him and think that he is their superhero uh but like as you get older and start to understand people in the world a little more like it gets a little muddied and you're like well is this a superhero i don't know like it's like to your question like is a can a monster be a superhero and i'm like i don't know but if you ask like a kid i'm sure they would say like yeah absolutely yeah. You know. Well, it also, I think it, going back to it, like, I guess it depends on each person. Like, what what does a hero, like, what does a superhero mean to you? I mean, even breaking it down, you could say, well, well what's the difference between a superhero and a hero? Mm-hmm. Okay, are we talking about a superhero is the only person with powers and a hero is just a regular? <laughs> just like, a, yeah. it can, you can complexly break this down and we can totally. talk about it for days. Yeah. I, I think at the end, the the sole purpose though of heroes and superheroes was to kind of give us hope and like something mm-hmm. to aspire to, um, whether they were human, alien, uh, whatever. Um, we had somebody to aspire to because that's kind of where these comics and where these writings were started. Um, if we're looking back at the history of superheroes and Odysseus is starting the beginning and these plays and Robin mm-hmm. Hood and Popeye, they all started as writing and as comics. Mm. And giving, you know, handing, being published and handed out to people and going, okay, we'll have something to enjoy, something to inspire you. Um, yeah. I think the biggest story that kind of sticks with me is learning that Captain America was actually before Pearl Harbor was bombed. And then Captain America hided because of Pearl Harbor and the World War II and going on. Mm. And that became one of Marvel's hugest staples. Is that true? I, I didn't know all that. Yeah. Oh. Captain America came out in December 1940. Wow, interesting. So I guess yeah. the mo- the movies the way that they depicted him in like World War Two, there was it was not too far off. Not too no no not too far off at all. Oh. I want to say, and you have to remember at that time, Marvel wasn't Marvel. This was still when they were um, time. They went from Timely Comics to Atlas, and then they became Marvel Comics in the sixties. So this mm. was in the era where they weren't even Marvel yet. Hmm. Um, it was just telling fun stories or something. Exactly. Like that. Well, they were trying to fight out, you know, uh, Batman and Superman, which just mm. had came out the year earlier. Um, they thought they had something that could compete against it. And I guess at the, I think at that time, I think the world needed superheroes, the, you know, thinking back mm. at what was going on in the world, that was probably the, the mar- the right market to be, okay, all these people need something to entertain them because they don't want to listen to what's on the news and what's going on. <laughs> on internationally or read the newspaper let's give them something to be positive about that's very that's very relevant yeah. <laughs> to, to nowadays well if you think well yeah now if we move it fast forward i mean we started tgon right when like iron man and all those the mcu it really was starting um mm-hmm. you know nerd wasn't cool i mean mm-hmm. i remember going to high school and you know you said you were going to go watch lord of the rings for the week and everyone's looking at you like okay peace out see you later we're going to a yeah. party you know yeah. and now i talk to those some same people they're like did you see the latest marvel movie i'm like <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm already on it. Like, got yeah. it. Yeah, um, ner- nerd culture's, like, been... It's kind of been taken over by, like, the jocks. Like, the people that used to, like, bully the nerds back in the day. Now they're, like, all, like, amped up for, like, the next Spider-Man or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, 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 but once again, times have changed. And yeah. We've also, like... And you can say the same thing for a pandemic. Would we be happy or would we would we be feeling a lot less happier if we didn't have Cap, uh, the whole Captain America Winter Soldier series that came out? Or, you know, how Disney is kind of giving us a little bit of hope and expression. Okay, mm-hmm. we can make it if we can make it to Loki or to Hawkeye. You know, <laughs> like we can do it, you guys. We just have to wait to the yeah. next series. Keep pushing. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Yeah. Do you have any superheroes now that you're an adult that you're like, Dude, I just, I love, like, and I resonate, that you resonate with? Hmm. Well, I've always been, I've always been a Batman guy. Always been a Batman guy. And I, the older I get, the more I uh, resonate with him. <laughs> with his Which, attitude or the desire to just have money to fix everything? Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how good that is, but I'm just being honest. <laughs> no, hey, it's appreciated. <laughs> Uh, I tell my husband that I feel like a cross between, you know, Tony Stark. I have all these great ideas, mm, but I don't yeah. have enough money to make it happen. Yeah. And like the Hulk level rage <laughs> because I can't get it done. Like if only um, I had this, this and this that I could, you know, if I yeah. only had the uranium to build the bomb the kind of situation. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, similar to what I was kind of talking about earlier in terms of like, the definition of a superhero. I lately have been just really interested in characters that are like morally ambiguous. Like I, I've watched uh, the boys that, yeah. that series on Netflix, which a lot of morally ambiguous uh, superheroes yeah. there. And I just recently started watching uh, invincible. Mm-hmm. Have you seen invincible? We have covered that one's on Amazon prime, right? Yeah, so I I like just my friend recommended recommended it to me, and I just got into. It. I just watched the first episode, and it just like kind of blew me away. <laughs> but I do like exploring that sort of morally ambiguous character because it's like I like the idea of somebody having this like great power, and they are not always good with it. Like sometimes they're good with it, and then sometimes they do their own thing because they can. Have, have you seen Ju- Have you seen Jupiter's Legacy? No. Okay, I, so that you should. So it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Josh Dumel and some other some other big name kind of people in it. But it's it's on that same thing. The story is these friends are on this mission and they find some superpower and they get it while they're you know like our age. And then they end up growing up and saving these the world over the 30 years or whatever. And now they have kids and their kids are superheroes. And now they're trying to raise the next generation. Mm. And the next generation has a whole new idea of what they want to do with superheroes. But the older generation is like, no, we need to keep code. This is how we do things. Oh, and now, interesting. So, Yes. Definitely a series that you would probably be interested in, but I will warn you now you're going to be so damn disappointed at the end of it because they've already like said they're not going to do more. Oh, no. And it's one of those series as a mom. Um, I think I've said this way too many times on this podcast. I have very limited time. And if I'm going to invest this much time to watch a series and you disappoint yeah. me, I'm going to be <laughs> fucking pissed. You want a satisfying payoff for all that time. Or at least, like, leave Conclusion. me on a hanger to mm. where I'm, like, waiting for next season. That's how Umbrella Academy and those kind of series had. Sweet Tooth was another one that mm. kind of left me, like, oh, okay, I'm ready for the next season. This one I knew was canceled before I finished oh. it, and I finished it, and I was so angry. I was like, oh, no. I'm pissed off that it's not <laughs> continuing, and I'm pissed off with the ending. I'm just pissed off in yeah. general. Oh, God, that sucks. <laughs> I actually, I should probably look this up because it sounds very similar to something that actually I'm working on. Um, Yeah, because I'm kind of like dipping my toes into the superhero genre. And this sounds very similar, so I might have to check it for like... It's an actual plagiarism. (laughs) It's an actual comic too. It's one of those one of those series that you know have uh, been picking up from the comics and being adapted. Mm. Uh, We're we're seeing a lot of those kind of 
pop-up. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime are picking up these, like, little indie comics or um, these comics that are just, like, on Kickstarter that are kicking ass, frankly, um, and picking them up and turning them into series. No different than how we watched Harry Potter and Hunger Games turn into movies, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, there were so many of those, like, books coming out, similar... They're, like, different stories, but, like, similar genre or similar flair yeah. or flavor or whatever you want to call it and yeah we're starting to see that now with like all these like indie comics sort of being turned into movies or television shows which i think is great like the more give me all the weird content like i'm i'm fine with it you know well and that's why i asked you about your book because a lot of what my kids have been recommending me is like like dude this is twilight rewritten <laughs> or like this is harry potter slashed with you know hunger games I want something new and fresh. And when you started talking about your book and I have read a little bit of, you know, uh, the experts of your book and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. this sounds like something new that is not what's out there. And Mm -hmm. especially the Ronald Dahl um, kind of aspect on it really intrigues me because those are some of the books that I grew up loving um, as a book reader Um, and kind of ones that I would reread not you know, some series you only read once. Those were the kind of books you read two or three times because one school you had to read it and two, you yeah. just loved the book. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. There's like, just like a magic to a lot of those stories where like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like you could take something away from it, which is like, I think is like the magic of all those stories. Like you can pop in Charlie and the chocolate factory, Yeah, you know, and it's like still, you know, maybe a little hokey now if you watched it now, but like it still has like some magic to it. I think that's the beauty of media. And I always say this about fandom. Fandom is an escape. If mm-hmm. any good book, movie, TV show, fan, whatever you enjoy, um, whatever you have an unhealthy obsession with, if it transports you and takes you to another world and lets you forget the escapes of your job, your life and what's going on for just, you know, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour or a whole day, you deserve that right. That's no different than anybody enjoying sports or Mm -hmm. going out shopping or doing anything else. It's just Mm -hmm. you like reading or playing video games or whatever that is. Yeah. Everybody needs that sort of escape. You know, that's what, that's why all these comic stories are like so popular because I mean, that's like the very nature of a superhero. That's why we look up a superhero. Cause it's like you were saying earlier, it's, it gives you that, that hope, something to aspire to, something to look forward to. And it's like, if you don't have that, you know, <laughs> how, kinda, are you gonna, how are you going to, how you going to But that brings up a good <laughs> question. Is there any superheroes that are literally like, what were you thinking when you were created? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I just saw, Going back to the Suicide Squad movie, the uh, you, you saw it, right? The the new one. I have not seen the new one, but I have oh. heard I have heard good things about. Well, I've heard mixed reviews about. Okay, the, it, it's it. good. It's I it's heard it's better than the other one. Way better. It's okay, way, then that's way all better that matters. Than the first, yeah. So they have a character in it called like Polka Dot Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he just he just shoots polka dots like out of like a thing on his wrist or something. So, so a Spider Man and polka dots sort of yeah like the polka dots just like tear through like whatever they touch like it just like burns through them he's literally just shooting out polka dots it's it's and like if he and like he has to if he doesn't shoot out polka dots his face becomes all like like a blob and it's like polka dots in his face like that color that light up and you so have he to has watch to it. constantly shoot out yes, poker, it, like yep. okay that seems like, yeah what, so it's like, like what were you what were you thinking <laughs> i want to know what yeah, they were on there's a period Apparently, DC has a long list of these kind of superheroes. Like, what the, the like seriously? What were they thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, like, takes off his own arm, man. Like, he just like keeps taking off. Arms. So he's in Suicide Squad too. Oh, oh okay. Well, see, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. you once again, what it. were you thinking? Yeah. Um, but the one that me always sticks out that I'm just like, all right, you're really stretching here is the Legion of Super Pets. Now, oh. what? point in the dc universe where we just like yeah we need to have superhero pets an entire league of them because crypto is not enough (laughs) i guess they were really running low on ideas i I still don't know who's all in the legion of super pets i really didn't get that far because literally the name legions of super pets (laughs) was just like laughable i I know that uh dc has like a history of 
apes. Yep. There's like a ton of DC apes for whatever reason. I think as far as I know, there was one issue, one comic that they had that had a picture of a, a monkey on it or, you know, or ape or monkey. And it sold really, really well for whatever reason that comic sold really well. And the execs were like, let's just start putting apes in everything. <laughs> and it just, now they have like a whole team. There's like 20 or so different versions it's like so they characters. like tried to do like the Deadpool cameo or like the Stanley cameo in with apes. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Uh, essentially, yeah. Or is it like the Mickey Mouse like hidden like ears like everywhere? <laughs> no, 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 no. They're like legit characters. They like legit gave them all like powers and histories and 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 backgrounds and everything. And they're just they're full fledged ape characters. <laughs> what were yeah. they? Well, and one of one of them is uh, a villain for Superman, I believe, Gorilla Grodd. Well, yeah, I I know Gorilla Grodd. Now, okay, yeah. I can un- understand Gorilla Grodd. Okay, but you're mm-hmm. telling me there's an army of Gorilla army. Grodd. Yep, all and they're right. all different with their own different persona and background, and yeah, I, I don't know what up. they were thinking. <laughs> I swear, I'm, I'm not making it up. No, I totally believe you because Gorilla Grodd is like one of the few like like jumbo pops we still have left because the mm. he he was on the Flash CW series, which is really? I was heavily invested in the CW DCU until they decided to start adding so many series and crossing them over that I went, yeah, we're done. Just, <laughs> I cannot keep up with like seven shows at once. Yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah. I got enough going on in my life. Um, uh, but yeah, he I- was in Gorilla. He was in a whole season and. And then they brought him back for like a couple episodes. Oh, interesting. I had no idea. You didn't know that? I didn't know they had a CW show with Gorilla Grodd. (laughs) Yeah, it's on the, it's, but he's on the Flash. He's he's specifically on the Flash series. I want to say he did like a whole season as the, like the main villain he was fighting. Hmm. And then when they did the crossover episodes, which brought Green Arrow, the Flash, Supergirl, Black Lightning, mm. and like Legends of Tomorrow, that whole crew. They cool. brought him back as a supervillain for one mm. of the crossovers, but that was like one of the crossovers I missed because I was like, I'm peace out. I'm <laughs> You're like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. I, I can't. When yeah. you literally have to make me watch another show to understand the show I'm currently watching, mm. I'm done. I can't I can't do that. It's too much dedication. That's like it's too much. No, much I don't time. have that much superhero dedication. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder like can you just I have a hard enough time with the DCU switching out all the characters. Like I, I yeah. can't handle that. Can actors. you just keep keep them one character so yeah. I can figure this out? Well, so can I ask you questions too? Or is yes. It just, okay. No, you can. <laughs> it's a free I don't know. Country. You can do <laughs> no, whatever the hell you want. I just want to make sure. I'm curious to hear what what are you most like looking forward to? Like it could be in the DC DCU or, or Marvel or something that's kind of off off script or whatever uh what are you like most excited for most looking forward to that's like coming out the things that i'm most excited about is i'm seeing a lot of the new marvel series where they're branching off with characters that we haven't really seen Mm -hmm. um like things like seeing ms marvel come to life um characters that i know where I, i remember finding out about wonder woman coming out and being so excited and the pride that like, look, we are finally going to get a female superhero out. So I I know what that was like. I understand. How do I word this? <laughs> I understand the power that these actors have and these stories have to change generations. We, we're seeing this with Black Panther and young African-American children. Um, that's why I say with Miss Marvel coming out, she's a Pakistani Mm. character so seeing that whole culture finally being uh recognized i think it's kind of the same way disney was doing with coco and luca and all these Mm -hmm. different things where we're seeing all these different cultures that's where i'm most excited Mm. because my daughter is getting to see cultures and different people be represented because she looks at captain marvel and she like she that's who she is she knows mm-hmm. she is captain marvel mm-hmm. um and so i think having that power and giving that power to kids of like look here's something you can aspire to and you can look up to um kind of the same way i looked at kimberly the pink ranger oh my god i want to be just <laughs> like you 
I mean, it may not be Michelangelo from Ninja Turtle, who was, of course, my first love always. Uh, cheese pizza always wins. But to have that aspiration, um, you know, and, you know, Wonder Woman came out. I remember being a female, you know, writer and owner of a geek website. Mm-hmm. That was a huge deal. Ray being a Jedi. You know, yeah. like, all right, she, women can do this, too. They, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I grew up being told, girls can't be Jedis. You can watch Star Wars all you want, Shannon, but you can't be a Jedi. And Who told the moment you that? I got, my brothers. Uh, <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> so the, But the satisfaction to finally realize Rey yeah. was a Jedi and turn around and go, both of you like <laughs> i win um, i am also a jedi <laughs> exactly so yeah. i think i think that's what i'm excited about the possibilities mm-hmm. and i think that's what i think media companies have to realize is yeah there's a power to make money but there's also a way to make money in the right way so that different different people can be seen not everybody wants to see the black widow story not everyone wants to see we want to see different characters um i think the one that always just i don't understand is why squirrel girl gets so much shit <laughs> like why squirrel. what what the fuck did she do does she get a lot of shit i didn't hear anything she about does that. yeah she apparently really? she gets like apparently For she's what? always listed as one of the worst superheroes what the worst superheroes yeah well i've so i've been doing like you know lots of research in the super like in the superhero field just for like my you know for me dipping yeah. my toes in like the superhero genre so i've come across like squirrel girl here and there and from just from what i've read she doesn't seem like the most hated or the most shitted on one but just the like the weirdest one but maybe that's why she's the most shitted on because she's like super weird like but I can totally see Anna Kendrick playing her and like yeah. nailing her, like oh my nailing God, yeah. the crap out of her. A hundred percent. But then, but then I can just think of how many girls have that quirky, like mm-hmm. you know, personality like her who can mm-hmm. embody that. Because I always think of you know, like Loki was a nobody until Tom Hiddleston rolled in. Yeah, you know, and we always think they're the people who made those characters. Doctor Strange was a nobody. Uh, until Benedict Cumberbatch walked in, mm-hmm. was like, "Hello, I'm Doctor Strange." <laughs> it, it, I could say the same thing about you know Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Even Man. Even Iron they, Man was not really that well known exactly. until he came around. Yeah. So really, these actors and these stories are so important, and when you lock them up with the right people and connect, mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. so much power. And I think, like I say, that's what I'm most excited about is seeing these yeah. new series and seeing these new characters come out. Um, I just want. I guess use your power for good and not evil. Yeah. Kind of of statement. Yeah. I'm with that. (laughs) Is there anything that you're really excited in the superhero realm that's coming out? Hmm. I'm excited. I don't know if the excited is the word, but I'm, let's go with eagerly cautious. Okay. Um, Of the, uh, because I'm a big, I'm a big DC guy. No, no shame in saying that, even though (laughs) they can't get their shit together with their, with their movies, at least with, with their movies. Yeah. So I'm, you know, Cautiously optimistic. That's that's the way. That's, that's what I meant to say of of the direction that they're going because they kind of they have like things coming down the pipeline, but they don't really seem to gel. So I don't know if they are purposely doing it to like create something like like a multiverse kind of thing, like a brand new kind of thing that we really haven't seen, or something that that's something that Marvel's kind of dipping their toes into right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see where they can go, where they can go with it. Like I know they have like a new Batman. Are you on board with Robert Pattinson? Yeah, why not? If if, <laughs> if the Brokeback Mountain guy can play the Joker, I'm pretty sure the Twilight guy can play Batman. Like, why not? If you <laughs> if you had to choose who your favorite Batman actor is, who would it be? Uh, I gotta go with Christian Bale. Yeah, I, I know. I I agree with you. So yeah. Is, well, I mean. I could die, like a lot of people will be rolling their eyes and going, Shannon, you're a fucking liar. You are all bat flick all the way. Like 100%. 100%. But Christian Bale does do Batman a little bit more justice yeah, in that series. Definitely. So that's, that's why I go. So my question, I guess, for you is mm-hmm. do you think like DC has really screwed the pooch by like not having a consistent line of characters and consistently changing out these characters. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's, it's definitely, it's like a big muddled mess, which is why I'm cautiously optimistic that they might be able to do something with it because a big part of the DC universe is the 
the multiverse. I don't think it's called yeah. the multiverse. I think MCU calls it multiverse. I, I can't remember. DC calls it something else. But they have different, like, universes yeah. um, where it's, like, different versions of those it's characters. Earth. Is it Earth? It's different Earths, isn't different, it? Different, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, some... I can't remember the what it's actually called, but yes, different different Earths. So I think that if they could somehow tie it all together in in that aspect, I think it could be like really really cool. So like the Robert Pattinson Batman is on a different Earth than like the Batfleck yeah. <laughs> Batman, you know. Well, let's hope because there was you know Christian Bale and was supposed to be, was reported on or no what was it Michael Keaton somebody one Michael of the Keaton. Bat. Mm-hmm. was on the flash so there's rumor that this multiverse mm. thing it may be coming um we do have a major cosplayer who who kind of plays with dc uh our mass mateo gotta love him mm. uh that is his biggest bitch is just keep them consistent and let's just <laughs> move forward um well it's it's tough because you know in regards to what you were saying earlier about all these actors having like a lot of power well, power to influence others, yeah. but but they also have a lot of power in terms of like their contracts, and oh, these yeah. are like big big companies. So when you have these like big name actors, like a like a Ben Affleck, for example, like it's gonna be hard to keep him on, especially if the movies aren't doing as well, just yeah. from like a like a financial aspect. But can you think? I always think it back at this way: Is Marvel just a way better planner? And Warner Brothers is just flying by the seat of their pants because (laughs) (laughs) you look at Marvel's calculated move and how everything's intertwined. And it's like, this wasn't this wasn't planned like, oh, yeah, we're dropping Loki and we'll figure it out. No, Loki was like planned like three Mm -hmm. years ago down the pipeline. And I think that's why they've been so smart about their contracts is they Mm -hmm. know how many they're going to need and where Mm -hmm. the buffer room is. But when you look at number-wise, it's not like Disney and Warner Brothers are that different. They both own a lot of franchise properties yeah. and could do it properly. Yeah, I think a lot of it also has to do with um, DC playing catch-up because they because Marvel was ha, had been at it for a while. I think they had already released the first Avengers, and that was when, I think it was right around the same time that DC had released... Batman versus Superman, or, yep. or 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 maybe just the Superman movie. I, I can't remember. It the, was Batman versus Superman. They, yeah, they, yeah. They it was uh, they came out almost at the same time. Yeah, so they were like clearly trying to play catch up. They're like, here's Batman and Superman. Like, oh, and here's Wonder Woman too. And like, here's all the other characters we might introduce later on. Like, you see them for like a few seconds. So there's definitely like some catch up being played there, and it's almost like you want to like shake them. And just be like, just start small and work your way up. Like, these are well-known, beloved superheroes. Like, people are going to come watch it. Like, who doesn't want to watch, like, Batman versus Superman? But, like, set it up properly, you know? How do you feel about Snyderverse, then? Now i got to ask you that the question. S- <laughs> the Snyderverse? I mean, I, I thought I like was- how you have your arms <laughs> in the air, like, oh, she's going there. She's going I have there. to. That's you okay. brought it up. Now you go. I know. <laughs> I made my bed. Now I have to uh, lie in it. it. I have to lie in it. Yeah, lie in it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the Snyderverse cut of the the Justice League movie. I think it was way better than the uh, than the original, simply for the fact that they gave so much context to like what was going on. I remember I left the theater after watching the first one, the initial cut. And I literally, I walked out and I was like, I just kind of forgot what I saw. Like, I, it was, was like confused. so forgettable. Yeah. I was, it was confused. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel like I was like at seven different parties and like <laughs> none of them, I was supposed to be at one party, but yeah. I was at seven. It's like one party took a shot of vodka. The next party took a shot of tequila. Then you had like gin. Then you had a beer. You're like, it's I like rolling feel... down the Vegas straight and you're <laughs> yeah. just taking a shot at each casino <laughs> as you roll. And like of different alcohols. You're just like, I don't like feel good. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't remember what I had at Caesars, but remember. it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to go home and just lay down and not think about that. Yeah, <laughs> but 100%. The, yeah, but the Snyderverse was, the Snyder Cut was um, was a lot better. It gave a lot of context. It gave a lot of characters, like, justice, no pun intended. Like, the Cyborg character, he was, like, the he was the biggest casualty of, like, that first movie. And he was, like, the heart and soul of, like, the, the Snyder Cut. 
And like without him, everything's kind of like really confusing. So seeing his story, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. I think I, the first thing I turned to my husband as soon as the credits started rolling was, oh, my God, that made so much more sense. Yeah. Like, it, like I was like, it all makes sense now. Like, yeah. once again, it was like we were being dragged to seven different parties down mm. the Vegas Strip. This <laughs> one, I at least had video recording the entire time away yeah. so I could, like, replay every moment and know totally. what actually happened. Totally. And I think they did a really good, it was a really good idea that they kind of broke it up into parts. It was like a four part or a five part yep. um, movie. I think that was a smart decision because it, it broke it. It was, I mean, it's a big movie. It was like three and a half hours or something. Yeah. Crazy it, like that. It took us two nights. Okay. As parents, yeah, it took us a couple of nights. Okay. And yeah. I think you were right. That's the way they broke it up was like the smart point of going, do I really want to continue yeah. this or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do I need to hang it up for the night? <laughs> so that's, that is just one small reason why after seeing that, I became a little cautiously optimistic because it's like, okay, they have this massive story that they want to tell and they were wise enough to like break it up into parts so it's easier to digest. So it's like, are they maybe going to try and do that for future movies where they try to like incorporate all these different characters or different actors that are playing these characters in like an interesting way i don't know hence the caution <laughs> hey i like to be optimistically cautious um because after i watched wandavision i had a lot of questions for marvel because i once again it was like jupiter's legacy i was pissed you wasted my time and that mm. was oh man thank god winter soldier that captain american winter soldier was mm-hmm. after because mm, i love me some bucky barnes yeah um, so that <laughs> saved the day for me but we talk about like superheroes being overplayed and we've seen a huge, you know, influx of superheroes just in the last decade, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you think superheroes are going to go from here? Are we going to get to the point where we're just like, meh, Marvel, meh, or are we going to continue, like my hope would be that we continue to build on like stories like Miss Marvel and other mm-hmm. characters that we haven't seen that could potentially, you know, change lives and grow generations. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. I, um, me personally, I was feeling some kind of fatigue, uh, like superhero fatigue. Like there's a lot of Marvel movies that I didn't watch simply because there was just like too many. There's just like so much to follow, but I, I've seen like a, like a large, large portion of them. And now, you, you know, now you have all these TV shows that are, you have like a movie now and then a couple TV shows. So it's, it's like a, it's more of like a pick and choose what you want to watch. Like you could watch all TV, you could watch all movies, you could watch all of it. Like it's a kind of like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. So I don't know. I, I feel like the, the, like nothing lasts forever, you know? So it's, it's gonna, it'll either end at some point or it'll shift into something else because I think you mentioned it earlier, like Twilight and Hunger Games and um, Harry uh, Potter, Harry Potter and uh, Maze Runner. I think is another one. Yeah, like those are Divergent. All, all those. Yeah, yeah. They, those are all like one after another coming out for like a few years. That was like the thing, and now superheroes are kind of the thing. And they've definitely been around longer than I expected, but they they're good. Like a lot of them, a large majority of them are really good stories. I feel like the future is these more more diverse, more wacky or strange characters that they're going to be focusing on because it's like, we know, we know the Batmans, we know the Supermans, we know the, the Thors and the Iron Mans and all that, but all these other like smaller characters that are like so quirky and interesting and probably speak to like people that don't really uh, relate to like a, a Batman or an Iron Man or whatever, it, it, it'll relate to them. And I think that I think that's what they're starting to realize, at least Marvel yeah. and, and, and DC to some extent with their with the Suicide Squad movie. But we see with the indie comics, too. Now, we were talking about and, this just yeah. early. The indie comics now be picking it up. I think the pandemic kind of pushed that because mm-hmm. with the studios being shut down and people being at home 
and some of us didn't have jobs and whatnot to be able to work on our own projects, our own writing, our own, you know, hey, I now have time to devote and do this. We are now seeing the fruits of a lot of people's labors. Like you say, you know, your project took you a long time to do. A lot of mm-hmm. it's been kind of boiling and simmering there for a while. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a lot of, hopefully, a lot of cool projects coming out. I hope so, yeah. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope this thing I'm working on now is like part of that as well. <laughs> hey, you've great. already. You've already done one part. I always tell my authors, you know, publishing, you know, creating, whether it's publishing a, a, a book or an article or publishing something on YouTube or Instagram, if you are proud of it, you have spent time on it, you created it, please be proud of it because um, it takes a lot of balls to post something out there for the public to review and ingest mm-hmm. and for somebody to write a comment. Um, our our rule always here at the Game of Nerds is don't be a dick. Um, you know, you <laughs> can say so, you can be you can say something cons- constructively. We can have a conversation totally. about DC sucking or Marvel, be, you know, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't give you the right to degrade and, you know, make somebody feel like crap on something that they've worked really, really hard on um, and that they put their heart and soul into. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's hard enough to write or create something, but it's even harder to market that thing and get the word out. I'm sure I'm sure you know how hard that is as well, because you are very good at creating your podcast and and coming up with content and things to talk about. But it's even harder just getting the word out. No, but it. He, but hey, so <laughs> so that you guys, my viewers, all know you guys. My 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 fans all know that I am. My technology is always against me. This is the second <laughs> time we have tried to record this podcast episode, and you have gone above and beyond to be just a sweetheart. Oh, there maybe. are a lot of people in this industry who it's their way or the highway. Uh, they don't want to have a conversation. It's only what they want to talk about. I love coming onto this podcast and having genuine conversations like we had today where I thought we were just going to sit here and talk about Marvel and DC and I'm literally going to go, oh my God, I have, what is a superhero now? Like what, like what, I, I probably will ask my staff, like yeah. what's your definition of a superhero? I'm Lying generally, yeah, well, it's a general, co- genuine question now. Yeah. Like what do you, what, how do you see these two monsters? So I, this has been a th- thought-provoking podcast episode that has filled my heart so thank you Uh, for taking the time and energy to come out and chat with me today absolutely Um, i know my viewers and our fans are going to want to know where they can get your book where they can stalk you and follow you so give us all the details yeah so i am on pretty much everything instagram facebook twitter everything you could possibly dream of um but the best place to follow me is either through my website or on Instagram. So the website is just my name, ericloche.com. Should I spell it out or is it going to we'll be We'll have all the links in the thing. I promise you all your links will be there, but it always is nice for the people who are listening who are like, yeah. as soon as I get out of the car or I'm done doing this, I'm going to find this guy on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the Instagram is a lot easier because it's just, I shortened it. So it's just ELO author. So E-L-O and then author. Um, that's where I'm the most active. I post, you know, stuff that I'm working on, stuff that's coming out. I post like links to like conversations like this, but yeah, Instagram. And then uh, my website, ericloche.com has everything that I've ever written. Um, awesome. Yeah. And also if you sign up for my website, if you sign up for my website, you get like, I'll, I send out emails every now and then they're not like spam emails. It's just like updates. Like, Hey, I was on this like cool podcast or like, Hey, I'm, this thing is coming out like in a month or something yep. like, or like I blog as well sometimes. But if you sign up for my website um you can get a free copy of my book the tower of blue so yeah free free digital copy just for signing up you just throw in your email address and that's it and you'll get it in like a day or something that's so sweet okay you guys go go sign up on his email (laughs) list so that you can get your free copy if someone wants to get a physical copy of their book Mm -hmm. can they get a physical copy is it on amazon or things like that yeah yeah so the book is uh it's like available everywhere like everywhere books are sold amazon barnes and noble um 
uh, like Apple books or something like that. Uh, literally, ev- yeah, literally everywhere. Any device you have, you can get my book and you can get like a physical copy on Barnes and Noble or Amazon uh, as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You you guys, go read his book. <laughs> Comment below and tell me what your definition of a superhero is and listen to the next episode. Definitely. If you liked this episode and you want to hear more, you can find the Game of Nerds podcast on Spotify, Apple, and all the other places you like to stream your second favorite podcast because obviously we're your first. If you need to catch up with the latest nerd news, reviews, or recommendations, you can head over to thegameofnerds.com. And make sure you're following us on all our various social media channels from Instagram to Twitter as The Game of Nerds. As always, nerds, level up or respawn. Come on.